0: Good morning, and welcome to Patriot Radio News Hour live on this Tuesday, August the twenty-first. Where has the year gone? Everybody's headed back to school, if they already aren't. The weather this morning—I got to tell you—I was—I was up driving to work, and as most of you know, I, I, I get to work pretty early. It was really something. It was neat. Uh, it was overcast, lightning. Uh, no thunder, just lightning, and, and and it was lightning. It was it was coming down and and you know down towards the ground, and and you don't see that a lot when it you know you I, you do obviously when it's raining, but you get heat lightning where the lightning stays in the clouds and all that. But these, these were just coming. No thunder. About every thirty seconds, a big bolt of lightning would come, and right as I was pulling into the office, it started to rain, and then immediately stopped. Uh, so anyway, it was a pretty interesting drive in to work today uh, Something I, you know, you don't see that very often And, and it, was, it was pretty big lightning, it was pretty cool It's been a weird summer uh, Mosquitoes, which is something we don't really get out here uh, In the Valley of the Sun I probably had more mosquito bites this year than I've had in the last five years combined uh, Due to all the moisture and the rain Unfortunately, not helping Lake Mead, did you see that? They're saying that uh, Lake Mead as early as next year is going to go below like I think it's a, I don't know 1175 I'll say feet I'm not sure they don't quote me on what what measurement it is but uh, apparently at that level they start cutting people off. one of the Arizona uh, we, we have pretty good water uh, deals. But that one in particular is a deal breaker. I know that uh, if it doesn't snow in the right place, it really doesn't matter how much it rains in Phoenix. Uh, apparently, at this level, uh, the, farmers, the water for the farmers that are out here, and you'll be surprised, there's actually more farms than you think. Uh, and, and really, I guess, so to be honest, there's a lot less than there used to be. Uh, but apparently, those farmers may have their water cut off. So we'll have to, we'll hope for a really big winner in the Rockies to try to stave that off. I also saw this morning, I guess they found the uh, the that Iowa girl, the, the jogger. Uh, they found her body today. Um, sad end for them. I, I don't know if you've been following. I've, I've been following, and, I'm, and I said, to, you know what's so funny? Is I said to Wendy yesterday. not find this girl, you know, right? And then, of course, this morning, uh, they, I guess they they had found her, and, you know, with all the technology, you know, Google spies on you, Facebook spies, everybody's spying on you, she had a Fitbit, you would have thought they would have been able to locate her immediately, but uh, nonetheless, I don't know how it all works, but uh, that's, uh, you, you actually turned it off. You got to talk into the mic and loud.
1: Hello. There you go. So they have a four hundred thousand. Loud. They had a four hundred thousand dollar reward. Now they're using it to find the killer.
0: They had a four hundred thousand
1: dollar wow. reward. Anybody comes forward to find her.
0: Now, sadly. Not sad. It's sad, it but very uh, sad. yeah, I don't know. Is it me or is it all this weird stuff happening? Uh, I know Arizona. I saw we have had thirty five. Police officers that have been shot yes. this year alone. I mean, it,
1: it. I don't. It's weird. Yeah, and that and that and that uh, trooper that was killed.
0: Yeah, we've that, had a few that have died. That, yeah.
1: That um, actually, I volunteered at Arizona Small Dog Rescue, and the manager of the rescue that was her brother. Oh. And it was
0: very. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, it was Destiny's brother. It was very sad. Very sad. And yesterday we had a plane crash on
0: the road. You're not talking loud yes. enough.
1: Yesterday we had a plane crash on the road.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. So right here, we're, we, we the, the Deer Valley Air Park is where our office is located. It is a, uh, it's one of those, you know, like a small uh, air park. You know, the they do a lot of training. Uh, the Asian pilots uh, train there at the air park yes. uh, in do. the... And you know, in those smaller planes, not you know, they're not you know, not the planes that the the passenger planes that you'd find at Sky Harbor. These would be more of the planes where uh, maybe maybe they're they're anywhere from two to say twenty people.
1: Right.
0: And uh, this was a a, the plane crashed.
1: It crashed, but apparently it was a it was a home built plane or something. Yeah, he built. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's still sad. Yeah, the pilot passed away and the, and someone survived and it hit two cars but nobody on the ground got hurt and that's the way i go to work in the morning and i just happened to see it on the news i'm like oh guess i can't go to work that way
0: and yeah. when i I got here so early yeah, I, I didn't did. even know what happened
1: no it happened at 10 to 7 in the morning
0: yeah i was already here i had yeah. no idea until you had come in and then yeah, uh, yeah the traffic yeah you know, a yeah,
1: well,
0: yeah, lot of excitement going on, I guess, in, in, in the world. But uh, what does that have to do with what we do? Absolutely we'll do nothing. nothing. Uh, the physical delivery of wealth insurance, gold and silver, it is what we do. I know, Wendy, you made some calls yesterday. We got some shipping today.
2: Yes.
0: Uh, Colorado, Jason, is just loaded up to the teeth up there. Uh, we, we As we continue to do this, we now have... Uh, The ability, we'll have it in both Phoenix and Colorado soon, but Colorado already for our core item, you know, our $20 gold, our $10 gold, our $5 gold, uh, silver eagles, uh, and I think uh, to to a lesser extent, one-tenth-ounce gold eagles, those core items, uh, we're going to now stock them every single day so you can uh, get immediate uh, pickups and deliveries. And when I say, I mean, we'll talk about that when we get back. the Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 951 0592. That is our toll free number. Gold and silver. It is what we do. Wealth insurance. You know, it's the thing that that is there when things aren't going right. And right now, Right, you look at places where things aren't going right—Venezuela, right? You look at Greece, you look at Italy, uh, now even uh, China, uh, the whole EU, the UK, pretty much anywhere but here. Uh, gold's done well. Of course, gold's now down here in the U.S. We we kind of are thinking we're kind of near that inflection point. You heard the president. Out yesterday again attacking Jerome Powell uh, for not being the man he thought he was. He's upset about the strength of the dollar saying it's hurting the negotiations, you know, the trade talks, and, and he's right. You know, hey, you're taking a weapon away from us by allowing everybody else to devalue. The the terrorists kind of lose their bite. Uh, the president was speaking, I, I, I believe it was in New Hampshire, uh, but don't quote me, I'm not exactly sure wh- whether yet. Uh South Hampton, so uh, I don't know if that's in New Hampshire or not, but maybe not, uh, but it's in South Hampton, not New Hampshire. Uh, I want to be factual here, I don't want Facebook uh, to give me a bad rating for, for giving out uh, misinformation. The president said he expected Jerome Powell to be a cheap money-fed chairman and lamented that his nominee instead has been raising interest rates. And, of course, this has been uh, a big story of debate we've seen in the last 120 days and, and maybe it's now approaching 150 days, an unprecedented move in currency, right? And, you, and, and all over the place. You know, for now, our currency rose. Everybody else's, and, and almost without exception, everybody else's went down. In most places, they're, they're at or near record lows in emerging markets. And then in the, I guess the developed markets, if you will, Europe, England, Japan, uh, they're all at multi-multi year lows. Uh, matter of fact, the euro is down to like a one thirteen uh, to the dollar. You need a uh, dollar thirteen for one euro. Remember, it was up near a dollar and a half. The British pound uh, was near what a dollar seventy five, dollar eighty. Uh, now it's down to about a dollar thirty. Uh, just as as some example. But you put gold away because we all deal in a fiat money system. And the president last night, today, listen, we're going to hear more and more and more of this, attacking the central bank and, again, Let's face it, the central bank is the one to blame. And I keep saying, you know, the red-for-red protest that we're sweeping the country and all these teachers wanting all this money and all these benefits and all the things that the states really can't afford. And I told you, I get it. I just said, you're striking at the wrong place. Right. They're they're striking out at you know at the state capitol buildings. That's not the right place. Right? It's at the heart of the central bank. Today, as an example, I've got another new all time high for you. Use car prices. Who's to blame for that? Who's to blame for record new car prices? Right now, oh well it's the, the tariffs are to blame. That's what it's doing. No. No, not the tariffs. It's the central bank. It's the devaluing of our money. Every single day they rob us of our wealth. Now here's the sad part. A few people, you know what, if you're high enough up on the food chain, you do okay. But look at the numbers, and they're so clear, right? And this is why, you know, gold's one of those few investments where you buy it and you hold it and you put it away. You, you hope you never have to use it, and you just add, you know, and you think about it. Hopefully, hopefully, a lot of you have recovered in your 401k. I hope. A lot of you, though, will say, no, not quite. But just know that they're, they're, they're talking about the longest bull market in history. Let me ask you something. Do you think that makes sense to you? Does it? Has this been the greatest 10 years in United States? History Has it? I don't think anybody out there is saying, yep, sure has been, right? It hasn't. Now, is it better than the previous 10 years? Maybe. Do right? you think about the previous, yeah, the tech bubble explode, right? You <laughs> had the financial crisis. You had the bad stuff. So, yeah, yeah it's better than that. But how did we get it? How did we engineer now now this is solely just so we're clear this is solely based on the performance of the stock market, right? This is their their preface. The longest bull market in history. It's been a long how do you think they did it? How did we get the longest bull market in history? And the answer is a very simple one. All the central banks colluded together, which is kind of funny, thinking about how they keep talking about how they want this independent, and yet they collude all the time, Right. <laughs> It's almost laughable. We have seen the largest growth of debt ever. Think about it for a minute. How did you get it? The the longest bull market in history. And by the way, let me ask you, what follows the bull market, right? Think about it for a minute. You know what's coming. What you need to understand is how big is it? And when you go back and you look, this is how it happened. The central bank will quote-unquote loosen monetary policy during a downturn. Right? And and they used to loosen monetary policy by, and and I'll just go in recent terms. Right, Because before 1971, there really wasn't a huge need for all of this nonsense. And really, 33 and on. But 71 is when we went total fiat. And we saw interest rates rise in the first decade. Well, we know the story, right? Interest rates got to like, like 20%. And one of the reasons... Uh, for Ronald Reagan's great success. And this part of the story a lot of people want to leave out. They talk about the tax cut. And really, that's where the giveaways to big business started. But it had just so much to do with interest rates coming down from 20% to 6%. And we fluctuated for most of the next, a couple of decades between 4 and 7% and we're talking about the Fed's funds rate. So loosening monetary policy may have been going from 7% to 4%, right? And then they'd go back up to 5 or 6 and, and what they did this time, what was different this time? Remember, after the tech bubble crashed, Alan Greenspan took rates down to one percent for a whole year. Right, that was that was dramatic, right? That was very dramatic. We had never seen a central bank do it before. Then the next crisis hit, and by the way the the Fed funds rate when when it finally when they finally admitted that it hit was at five and a quarter. Just and they were talking about going to five and a half. So just just keep that in mind. The ten year note, as an example, was in the seventh. Right? If you were going to get a mortgage, the interest rate was seven percent plus. And in order to protect themselves the central bank did something that they told us they should never do and they brought interest rates down to zero and left them there for almost a decade but that's not all they did they started buying up all the debt right for our central bank, what, $4.5 trillion? Oh, let's call it you know, almost $4 because they had already some already. Just under $4 trillion of debt that they bought. We saw a massive explosion in the debt of the federal government. We're now getting ready, right? By, if we're lucky, we'll make it to 2020, and we'll break the Obama record which was at the height of the financial crisis and we were fighting two wars. Either next year or the year after, we'll break that record without a quote-unquote, hopefully without a financial crisis. I hope we don't have one. And, And at least for right now, there's no wars either. But what they did, when you bring rates to zero, what were they trying to do? And do you understand what it was that they were doing, right? They wanted you to be punished for saving your money, right? Because right, we all know banks don't pay anything. How long has it been since the banks paid you any interest, right? And even today, you'd be lucky to get a percent, right? You're supposed to buy these bonds. And now think about these bonds. And how risky the bond market has become. And, and bond yields, inversions, and all of this stuff. And all of these specs. Today, the Russian central bank canceled their auction. right? And, and they're acting like, it, it, oh, don't worry. Don't worry about it. You better worry. Because all is they did to get this long bull market run was they allowed all the companies out there And to a lesser extent, if you had a home, you could have refinanced to a lower rate if you weren't underwater. (laughs) 90% of all real working people were underwater. But you could refinance some of your debt. For big business, that was a lot. You had all of these leveraged takeovers. Do you know that we've lost half of the publicly traded companies? Just since the Millennials rolled over, they're gone. Got cobbled up. Right? kind of like the banks. We used to have 18,000 banks. Now we got 4,000 in change. Is that good or bad? I got, I'll give you two guesses, and, and, and I'll, I'll just say it's not good. But we got the longest bull run in history... By blowing up the debt, what's going to happen next is what has the president so upset.
2: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. There are certain symbols in our culture and history that evoke an intensely American feeling. Apple pie, Memorial Day, and baseball are all great examples of this. The Little House on the Prairie book series, written by Laura Ingalls Wilder, is another distinctly American symbol. It recalls a time in American history when brave men and women left their homes in search of the American dream for themselves and for their families. Now, one group of progressive librarians has decided to vilify this great American literary treasure the American Library Association has decided to strip Wilder's name from the coveted Laura Ingalls Wilder Award. Instead, it will be called the Children's Literature Legacy Award. In a statement on the change, the ALA said that they felt the change was necessary because, quote, Wilder's books are a product of her life experiences and perspectives as a settler in America's 1800s. Her works reflect dated cultural attitudes, end quote. The ALA claimed that the books are patently racist, but tell that to the millions of Americans who cherish them. This is a clear leftist attempt to remove from our society those books that tell the inconvenient truths of American history. One must wonder what dated cultural attitudes the ALA really had issue with. Could it be the patriotic overtones that permeate Wilder's work? One of the most famous quotes from Little House on the Prairie paints a strong picture of the sentiments held by the settlers of the day. The stars and stripes were fluttering bright against the rain, clear blue overhead, and their minds were saying the words before their ears heard them. Wilder unabashedly connects the settlers to the dream they were chasing, the American dream. We should not punish authors for giving an accurate historical portrayal of American life. This scrubbing of Laura Ingalls Wilder's name from her award is not only an insult to her, it's an insult to the millions of Americans who have learned more about their own history through her powerful writings.
0: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Political correctness is no longer simply about restricting speech. This tool for tyranny has led to employees being fired, pastors silenced, small businesses closed, and truth suppressed. Thankfully, the politically correct can't censor the work at PhyllisSchlafly.com. Join us, won't you, at PhyllisSchlafly.com? And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. Wealth insurance, the hedge against the dollar. Right, because that's where we're we live here. That's what we use. The best time to hedge is when the prices are the cheapest. Now we, we probably, uh, maybe we've missed that. Uh, gold's up another three today, but it's been hanging around now that eleven ninety area. Silver's at fourteen seventy five. Silver's up eight uh, this morning at fourteen seventy five. As the president has come out and and launched another attack against the central bank. Uh, accusing China and Europe of being currency manipulators. And listen, this is it. This is how it works. They've got the longest bull market in history by essentially trying to feed all of us a bunch of bull. We've broken records for debt. 200 $47 Forty seven trillion dollars worth of it. I mean it's it's incredible to think about. Every category of debt. Okay, now this is a nine year quote unquote bull run. During the good time, right, you're supposed to pay stuff back. <laughs> right? I mean that's that's usually what defines the good time. Right? Hey, are things going well? Yeah, things are going well. I paid off my credit card. I got money in the bank. I, I bought a nicer house. Right? This, that, right? Things are going well. Instead, what do we have? We have record le- of every type of debt, right? Government debt, records. Personal debt, or what they call household debt, records corporate debt records, right? Every single type of debt is at a record. How did it happen? Because the central bank covered up the issue. And every time they cover it up, right, they got to get a bigger tarp. (laughs) But this is a big one. That's a lot of blue tarp. Right? and they're covering up the manure, the smell of the manure that is all of this debt and it's all being covered up and let's face it. Thankfully they, they did this tax and I, I and I'm I'm being facetious here. And I like the president, I do. But that was a bad one. The giveaway to corporate was it was not good. And what I mean by that is we're already having unsustainable debt, but here's what business has done. They've been doing it to us for decades. They just bought back their own stock. I mean, a trillion dollars worth, right? And, and this is, again, remember, this is a good time. And now our central bank, they, they call it, they're trying to, quote, unquote, normalize. Right, what are the, what's the interest rate now? Two. We got a long way to normal, and now the president is is upset because essentially now the strong dollar is putting America at a disadvantage, and he's right. He's absolutely right. And the real issue is the size of the debt, along with the quote-unquote strong dollar, is putting us at a huge disadvantage. And now the problem is, right, some of that manure is starting to seep out, starting to get out of the tarp, right? And we're starting to smell it, right? We're starting to see prices of all kinds of things Getting more expensive and more expensive, and they're trying to claim that it's not. Why is housing? Why is housing not good? And really, what I mean by not good is if you look at sales of homes, they never got back to the average. Forget about the boom years, right? You got to throw those out, right? Throw out. 3 04, 05. got to throw those out. Just go back to any time in the 90s. Pick a year. We never got back there. And now they're trying to tell you home prices are at record high. Yet demand, not at all-time record lows, right? Because obviously the crash has both. But we would historically say this is a very soft housing market. Matter of fact, you would think that this would be a buyer's market, right? The demand's not good, everyone's lowering their price, and yet somehow uh, it doesn't make sense. Prices keep going up and demand keeps going down. Something's not right. And they want you to believe that for the first time in history, and I wish I was exaggerating, the Federal Reserve is going to lead us to economic prosperity. Right? We're going to have prosperity through the printing press. You know we're not. Listen, they, they, they printed a lot. They created a lot of debt. And it's taking a little while for it to get it, but now we're starting to see it, aren't we? Right, we're not ready to admit it yet. Here, right, we know, we know the slowdown is coming. And I say that because just look at China, right? Look at Europe. Look at all, everywhere else that's slowing, right? It's and, and look at housing. Look at car sales. Right, these are obvious signs that they're slowing. Now the president is out attacking his own pick for the central bank. He didn't say it this way, but he kind of implied, "Hey, the guy, the guy gave me the bamboozle job. I hired him cuz I thought he was going to be a weak Federal Reserve president." And instead, he's done just the opposite. And now we're sitting here and we're watching all of this play out, and we've got to be Trade uh, trade wars going on. China today announcing, uh, kind of reiterating what Trump said the other day. Hey, we're going to talk with the U.S. Nothing's good. nothing good's coming, and this is a very interesting situation. Uh, as an example, home defaults. Haven't talked about that one. I've got an update. Guess what started going the wrong way? Joining auto loan defaults and credit card defaults. But don't worry, this time it's different. So think about this for just a second. When you have interest rates, when you misprice it, in other words, when you bring rates to zero, and they just didn't bring them to zero, <laughs> they brought them to zero, well, buying up all the bonds. They brought them to zero and then left them there for, it wasn't quite ten years, I think it was nine years of zero. What that allowed people to do was to borrow more money than they normally would have. I mean, everyone could understand that. If the Fed funds rate had been at the low end of its average, and let's say five percent, and the interest on your the house was seven and a half, right? You you couldn't afford as much house as if your mortgage rate was only three and a half. I, I mean that's simple math. Yeah, lowers my payment. Right, I've got a lower monthly payment, and let's face it, in America, we buy the payment, don't we? We don't really necessarily care what the total price is. How much a month am I gonna have to pay? Because it needs to fit my budget. And so you've got the entire world doing this together. And it's not just individuals. All the businesses, same thing. The government, same thing. You know, a lot of the reduction—I shouldn't say a lot—but a lot of the reduction in the Obama debt had to do with with obviously the wars ending and some of the uh, stimulus, if you will, coming to an end. But a lot of it was they saved a bunch of money on interest on the debt. They did. Matter of fact, for the first ten trillion, <laughs> if I think about that first ten trillion of extra debt added, we actually weren't paying any more interest. Of course, now that's ended, has it, and it's really starting to get bad. Right? half a billion, half a trillion dollars in interest this just this year. But let me get to my question. What do you really think is going to happen that all these people that borrowed all this money at a much lower rate and now all of a sudden have to refinance it at a much larger rate? And some of you out there go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, double! You know, I don't refinance; I I got a fixed rate mortgage. That's true. Most people do. That's not how business borrows. You know, when you hear about this company bought this company for this many (laughs) billions, they don't buy it out of thirty-year fixed; pay it off till they own it, right? It's all revolving. Government debt, as I've explained to you. The vast majority of government debt is two-year notes or less. I mean, every week we sell billions and billions, tens, and i not some weeks hundreds of billions of notes that expire in three months, six months, a year. And we do it every single week. And see, here's the problem. The amount of debt we borrowed skyrocketed. And now, even though interest is still, by all practical measures, extremely low, can't afford it. And here's a prime example, right? Got to buy a new car. I mean, cars break. They get worn out, right? Matter of fact, the cars on the road are the most expensive and have been on the road the longest they've ever been. Well, guess what? Hey, I need a new car. Wow, why is the payment so much, right? Because, well, let's see, the car's more expensive. Oh, yeah, and interest rates went up. Now it's even more expensive, right? Your credit card, right? they don't care. Credit funds rate goes up, your interest payment goes up. Now all of a sudden, people that were okay, even though I borrowed more than I should have on the house because interest rates were low, starting to have a hard time. And now for the first time in years, year over year, housing foreclosures are up. Ninety-six of the largest metropolitan areas saw increases in foreclosures in July. Thirty-three of those areas, so a third of those areas, it was the third straight monthly increase 21 of the 50 states saw a year over year increase florida up 35 percent wow i didn't in florida you know florida is one of the growing states right florida texas uh california up three texas up seven illinois up seven right of course illinois let's face it uh, property taxes there kill you. Metro areas posting the largest increase in foreclosures year over year. Los Angeles, California, up 20%. This one blew me away. Houston, Texas, up 76%. Philadelphia, up 10 Miami, up 29 San Francisco, up 10. You get the picture. What is happening? It's slow, but the stench is starting to come out from underneath the tarp. And this is when you're gonna to want to make sure you've got your gold and silver stacked up. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. And and I know it it it, it could be confusing. But just know they're trying, this, this, and really, and I mean this, this is a Hail Mary from the Central Bank. And why the president's so upset today, because he knows, can't keep raising rates. Everything's going to blow up. right? And, and he doesn't want to, you're gonna, the, the economy's going to suffer. And he's right, and he is. And I just gave you the best reason why, because now everything, because they loaded you up with that student loan. We even talk about student loan debt. I mean, so much, and it's all, um, it's all seeping out here, there, everywhere. Today's special. This is uh, in Phoenix and Colorado, uh, U.S. Uh, Three nineteen sixty-five 1965 dime These are the rolls of dimes. There's 50 roll, 50 coins in a roll. There's $60 a roll. If you buy 20 rolls or more, we'll throw in the shipping. How's that? Just make it easy for it. Or you can pick them up here. You can pick them up in uh, Colorado, wherever you want to do it, at 800-951- zero five nine two uh u.s silver dimes and, and this puts uh, dimes. it's like less than two dollars over spot so i mean this is right down near the bottom a great way uh to be in this silver market silver again still 80 oh what i saw, I saw this morning 80.75 ounces of silver uh to an ounce of gold uh and i know we've been talking a lot about silver but it's coming uh get prepared you know we've seen it now uh, these backdate silver eagles continue to be harder and harder to come by. Uh, there's none available today. That's why we're going with the with the junk silver, uh, less than two dollars over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Great, really, when you think about it. If we ever did end up like Venezuela. These dimes are really what you want to go that's where you're going to the market with, right? That's when you're you're buying eggs, you're you're buying flour, you're buying this or that, you're bartering. Uh, one of the great ways to do it, the silver dimes uh, at sixty dollars a roll at 800 dollars 951 two. Gold is up four, eleven ninety-one. Silver is now up a dozen. 14, it was this called 1478, 1479 on silver. Uh, let me check Wall Street here. I, I don't actually thought I had it up. I don't. Uh, let me get it up uh, right now. The Dow Jones is it's up. You know, fl- flirting with about a hundred points higher. Uh, uh, crude oil's up 82 cents. Uh, you know, like I said, gold's up. Every, the Dow is up. The Nasdaq's up. The S and P is up. I think everything's up because the dollar uh, is down today. We've got a lot. We've got Jackson Hole coming. We got Fed minutes coming. We got the Chinese coming in for some trade talks. Which I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. I guess both sides have now said, yeah, there's not going to be any deal. Uh, but but nonetheless, make sure. The tarp you have over your head is secure. Put some silver dimes away. 60 bucks a roll. 800-951-0592. Radio News Hour. We'll be back for a hump day tomorrow.